Gooks is on Twitter at Gooks M. It's just gone half past nine and as always on the Friday edition of the show, I get to hang out with young South Africans doing impressive things. And this evening, my first guest is the CEO of IAF Brands, Bulelani Balala, uh, a brand agency he started in his mother's garage at the age of 18. Yes. How do you start a branding agency? I mean, so what are you, how do you even start? How do you decide this is what I'm doing? You start. <laughs> you just start. <laughs> no, I think you start. I think I've got, I've gotten to a point where um, I used to be very um, um, elusive with regards to my answers when people asked me how I started. But mm-hmm. I think I've grown to realize that it's all about starting. There'll never be a right time. There'll never be a great time for anyone to start anything, for anyone to start pursuing their dreams. But you need to start at that exact moment. And I mean, in my moment, I mean, my highest grade was grade nine. I didn't have a grade above grade nine. Mm-hmm. I'm starting in my mother's garage and it's not even the entire garage. It's half the garage. I'm because compi- there's other stuff. Yeah, I'm competing with pots and pans and other things. The lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, we couldn't afford a lawnmower, yeah. but uh, the, the, the three food pots and pans. Yeah. And it started, man. I mean, the carpets I got from my church, tabletops I got from my back opposite neighbors. I got, I, I don't know if you remember remember those big tube screens they used to have back in the days i used to have those tube screens i had a pentium one computer oh, wow. i didn't even know how to use a computer but i think out of the fact that i was so passionate i just decided to start and it started as an internet cafe grew over the years it became a lot of things in terms of print in terms of manufacturing this but now we're in the manufacturing space so we manufacture branding material yeah so some of the big events that you have seen in the country we have created and manufactured the branding for big events and big stadiums and all that stuff in the township. Hectic. And all from... Timbisa. Timbisa in your mother's garage. Yeah. And he's wearing a cap that says, get things done. <laughs> so I guess that's I, that's been your motto because you were like, well, I need to get it done. So yeah. let's just do it. No, definitely. I mean, get things done is my motto. Um, whenever I do talks or anything... I keep the cap on. I think it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a symbol that reminds me that I need to wake up every day in the morning and push a little bit harder. I need to wake up in the morning and understand what my purpose in life is. And I need to make sure that each and every day we need to move the business to a whole new level. Cause it's not just about me buying a big house and living nice and all this stuff, but it's all about me pulling up other people around me. That is why my biggest highlight in business has been creating employment for about 12 or 14 permanent staff members. Mm. That's a big highlight. The, the, my biggest highlight is that the NPO that I've started that has been running for three years now has hired two new permanent staff members. Those are highlights for me because that speaks to the fiscal of the country. That speaks to economic issues. And if those people are in my immediate economy, which is in that actual township that we operate in, then that makes more sense. Because, I mean, when you look at 96% of our business doesn't even come from the township. So it becomes much more powerful in terms of taking the money from wherever we're getting it from and then bringing it down into the township to create that ecosystem so we hear a lot about the idea of the township economy and there's some and we hear for instance uh how uh, development finance being about you know we need to invest in the township economy and some people say well that's correct we should other people saying but there is no economy because a lot of the services and goods are still coming from outside of areas called townships so i mean your thoughts on this idea of the township economy so 
So I run an initiative called T. So T is short for Township Entrepreneurs Alliance. Mm-hmm. What we have come to understand is that there are businesses in the township. I just uh, one one of the things that we picked up in the different workshops and initiatives that we run. So we've got one campaign called the Business to Business campaign. So we've got guys that actually go out on a daily basis and visit township businesses. Like for instance, for the event that we're hosting tomorrow, which is our third annual Township Business Innovation Seminar. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys have already seen eight hundred businesses in the township and one of the things that we picked up is that they are creative and amazing people with amazing and powerful skills and products but the biggest problem that they have is positioning the, their businesses and getting their businesses out there these so are marketing it so it's it, it, so i think one point would be marketing the business mm-hmm. another point would be so caught up in the business so you would form the you, you you'd be playing the role of a technician instead of an entrepreneur so you are still okay. caught up in the creating you are the individual You're who opens up the, the hood of the car. So you are under the hood of the car. You are the visionary, but you're under the hood of the car. The frustration of you are living 20 years into the future, but yet again, you are covered in the hood. And one of the things that I realized in running this initiative, I mean, for the first three years, I had to fund it. And sure. it, it's such an amazing thing now to have guys that have come on board and are supporting. I think one of the divisions that supports us actually is a division of uh, Prime Media. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a great thing, an amazing thing. But for the first three years, there's been no support. So when when so when your Gauteng province speaks about the township economy and them wanting to support it, I'd raise my hand and say that we've impacted over 4,500 entrepreneurs without anyone's support. Sure. You can imagine if they had to put money behind us, how many other people would be able to support? Yeah. Every third Saturday of the month, there is a session. We have hosted from your Gareth Cliffs to your DJ Spoo to your Billy Silicanis to, man, tomorrow I'm hosting the minister to Proudly SA to different guys have come to the township. We've gotten guys from Switzerland to come to the township and it's been purely driven by passion. What we are saying that there is an economy there. The money might be disposed in the sense that it's going to other people but if we are able to get this business recognized in terms of what we're, they're doing, number one, help these businesses in terms of their systems and processes mm-hmm. before we move to things like marketing and all that stuff. The third process would be to build the actual entrepreneur because I believe in building the, I believe in building the jockey because if the jockey is built, he'll know which horse to ride on and which horse not to ride on. He will understand his business much better, I'd like to think. Okay, so on that, about entrepreneurship, I mean, we speak about it a lot, which I think is important and great, but entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not pop and flace. It's, no. it's quite a difficult... Yeah. It's like 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 running any business, except no, you're, definitely. you're running very lean. Definitely. And you say for the first three years, it was just... You, your dream, your work ethic, and you know so, what what funding you could raise. So here's the thing, Gugu. So for the first six years of my business, so I've been I've been in business now for eleven years and two months, mm-hmm. which is my branding company, the branding manufacturing company. For the first six years, I was making anything from about one hundred and eighty rand and three hundred and eighty rand per week. Sure, I stuck through it. I pushed. But there were points where I wanted to give up, but I understood that, you know, I had already made up in my mind that my plan A is to push, my plan B is to push, my plan C is to be a success, and I'm not going to go back. The fact that my highest grade is grade nine is not going to deter me from getting to where I need to be. I'm going to do whatever it takes to move my life to a whole new level. So when I started the NPO and I had to fund it, purely because of the fact that there was already a foundational base that I had built on, that I understand that in order for you to reap the fruits of something that you want to build up, 
you need to sweat and you need to make sure that you build that particular brand and you fortify it very well. So I understand, so I understand the stress, the stresses and the pressures of starting something. So it doesn't come, so, so it's not necessarily new to me, but it doesn't make it natural as well. It's like how nervous I am about tomorrow. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to fill that place up, but at the very same time, 100% of me is saying we're going to fill that place up. We're going to get it. five, we're going to get five or 800 young people in that hall and we're going to make sure that we're going to transform their lives and move them to a whole new level. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you need to believe your own, you need to believe your own, I won't say lies, but you need to believe your own truths more. Your I own mean, hype. Be your own hype be man. Be your own hype man, man. <laughs> you know, you got to wake up in the morning. I mean, it was crazy. Back in the day, I used to wake up in the morning, and some people thought I was crazy, but I'd walk around the house and I used to make a declaration. People are coming from the north, the south, the east and the west. And here's the crazy part. People are flying in, people are swimming in, people are cycling in. At that point, I had never even seen a bicycle. No, no, is there a pool anywhere close to anywhere in my township? But I was kind of psyching myself up. So today when I'm sipping in, when I'm sitting in my office and clients are flying in from Durban or Cape Town or other parts of the country, or, or sorry, or other parts of the static region to get yeah. our services, then I'm reminded of the fact that those confessions and those declarations I was making were actually aligning me into being the individual that I need to be. So when young people speak to you and go, all right, so I want to get up and do something, because I think young people do. There's this idea, I forget who made this point. Um, young people are, are waiting for a leg up. They're not waiting for a handout, but a, you know, a leg up to say, I have the idea, I have the expertise, I have the, the drive, I want to do this thing, I want to do it. But, you know, for whatever reason, an economy growing at 1%, it's, it's tough. So when a young person says to you, I want to, you know, get into business and do this thing, but, you know, they all of these things. I mean, what advice do you give to them? Sage, uh, practical advice to someone who's now, you know, an experienced entrepreneur. I think, <laughs> I think there's no formula or I don't know, man. I think for me, I'm a young person who actually wants to go into business, but they're facing challenges. You got to be 10 times tougher because business, like you said in the beginning, business is not easy. You have to be smarter. You need to understand one critical thing. It's all about value add at the end of the day. You have to be also, you, you also have to be willing to sacrifice your time. Most of the brands that I work on today, I had to give my services all for free. Most of the people that I do business with today, I had to run around those individuals. Individuals. So, for instance, like one individual is DJ Spoo. So, I met him about six years ago. I volunteered at the foundation for three full years. Uh, I think for three full years without even being noticed, but I was just there. Six years later, I think they contribute more fire. The company contributes a big chunk in terms of my revenue, in terms of my company, and they've supported that. Yeah. So I think that in terms of, it's, it's all about volunteering where you are and giving of your services so that you can be recognized. So I do that. So currently I mean, I'm the ambassador, I'm, I'm an NDP ambassador in the office of the presidency. It didn't happen by chance, but I just kept but I just kept tweaking my CV and I just kept polishing it up. It's like, if I have to talk to Google for two minutes outside, I'm going to walk to, I'm going to walk into someone in the next office and be like, you know, I think that, and think that I'm the right candidate for this job. Why? Because I've worked with people like Google, but I just spoke to you for two minutes. Why? Because I understand the power of associating my brand with your brand. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that is critical. 
we might say that they're not looking for a handout, but they're looking for a legger. But ideally, there's a very thin line. If someone, if someone is already on the move, it is easier for you to help someone who's already on the move than someone who's stationary than someone who's stationary and asking for help. No one wants to listen to people who are busy knocking on their window saying "help me." But everyone will roll down their window to someone who's going to say, "Hey, Google, I know how can you move your brand forward." So, what do we do about it? We know there are many, for whatever reason, young people who are stationary because they need help too yeah um and very often we speak about them as kind of the lost generation i don't think they're lost i think they kind of we don't see them they're ignored what do we do about those young people because they're they're pretty important if we're going to get this thing right and get people involved and moving and you know getting stuff done we kind of need all of us or as many of us as possible so what do we do about the people who are stationary for so, whatever reason. So I think number one, um, whatever corporates are out there listening or government, they need to partner with us because I believe that the next set of billionaires is going to come from the township. Mm-hmm. If we were able to impact over 4,500 young people and have as many as them fly from Cape Town come down to a session, an hour and a half session and fly back, you understand the impact that it's having in the economy, or rather in those particular young people. But one thing that I've realized is that oftentimes when we speak about economic development and we speak about workshops and we speak about enterprise development, we overlook people who are in the rural areas. I mean, I'm not necessarily semi-rural areas. I'm talking about areas like your deep sloot. Mm-hmm. When's the last time there was a workshop held in Deep Sloot that was actually beneficial to the people who were there. I mean, you look at townships like Soweto, I wouldn't, nece- I wouldn't necessarily say that the work is done in Soweto. There's still a lot of work to be done, but mm-hmm. it is also then semi-developed to a certain degree. There are networking and there are hubs in that particular space. We need to be able to take these actual platforms to where the people are. So this platform is not just a platform for information, but this is a platform for number one, information. Mm-hmm. This is a platform for engagement. Engagement with who? Engagement with private sector and also engagement engagement with private sector and also with government and then number three which is the most critical space giving these young people the space to be able to create because a young kid who grew up in Santon and a young kid who grew up in Tembisa who've got the same dream the one who grew up in Santon doesn't matter what their skin color is has got a much better chance of being much greater in whatever it is that they want to do than the one in the township why purely because of experiences it's like how nine years ago when I came to Santon for the first time and I stood on corner Ravonia and Grayston and I actually saw that people were driving Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Mercedes Benzes and you must understand that I mean where I come from I mean if you are driving a 325 IS or if VR6 you are the man and that's what we aspire to yeah. but when you start to when you actually went out there and you start to realize that actually people were living that actually provoked your mind and innovation happens when two different thoughts or mindsets collide Mm-hmm. Okay, so now with uh, the, the, the branding company, IAF Brands, and, and we've spoken a lot about yeah. kind of your philosophy, your ideas and the brands you've worked on. Uh, and this is, I guess, your opportunity to, I guess, sell the brand. What does IAF actually do? How has it grown from initially it started out yeah. as that internet cafe? Now it's an award-winning agency. So what are you guys, what is your business? So, I mean, our business is um, three things, really. It's design. Sorry, I'm lying. It's not design. We scrapped it off. Our core business really is signage, below-the-line marketing collateral, and rigging. 
That's all. We are manufacturers. So the three main prints that we do in-house, the three main machines that we have in-house is screen print, sublimation printing, and digital print. And that is what we specialize in. So, I mean, if you wanted to brand a building, you would you would call us. If you were hosting a, b- a big event, whether it was 100,000 people or 50,000 people, and you needed that event branded mm-hmm. in a not necessarily a cost-effective way, but effective and creative branding solutions, then you would cost then you then you would call us from illuminated hashtag signs that you would find in the middle of a field with radiating lights mm-hmm. while the stage while the stage is beaming you would call us basically that is who we are i mean our tagline as a company is to create brands that spark conversations that lead to sales we always tell people that you do not need to call us when um you do not need to call us when you necessarily need to pay us i actually have got a truckload of people who would call and tell you that we have advised them in ways where we could have made more money as a company but, but we didn't to... but we didn't and we actually saved them and they actually made more money because we believe that if you create more sales and if that individual client is able to create more meaningful sales from that branding mm-hmm. then they are able to develop and grow because here's the key thing it doesn't matter if you spend a hundred rand or five thousand rand on a pull-up banner or on a gazebo or whatever but if that marketing collateral if that marketing collateral doesn't bring back a return on investment then it was useless it has to speak word of mouth is still the most potent and the most powerful and the, the most powerful form of advertising. Mm. So do you necessarily say that billboards are useless and radio platforms are useless? No, no, no. If the radio engagement sparks conversation and engagement after this, what happens to the 702 brand? It gets endowed. If I'm driving on the highway and I'm seeing 144 billboards on my way from, no, no, from Joburg down to Cape Town and one sparks conversation and one captures my and tintillates my, and tintillates my mind, I'm going to actually talk about it when I get to wherever I'm going. Yeah. When I talk to entrepreneurs, I always tell them that always add a wow budget. A wow budget is something that costs you zero percent but gets people talking about your brand. So I tell so I tell sometimes I tell my field sales guys that when you talk to a client, sing. 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 Because you know what's gonna happen? The next couple of people for the next couple of days that is gonna meet. He's going to tell them about this crazy person who sang for them. <laughs> and you know what's going to automatically happen after that? They're going to ask them, well, who is this person? And then they're going to actually describe the services that you offer and what you're all about. They are endowing your brand. Because if someone calls you, if someone, if someone calls me right now and said, listen, man, Google has referred me to you. I already know that's a sale and I need to just show up. So you need it, to sing. Not necessarily that. You could sing, you could dance, you could do something crazy, you could deliver the invoice, you could hand deliver that invoice. It is a wow budget. It is that 0% thing that you do that costs you nothing. Okay, hold that thought, hold that thought. We've got Swasiso and Tembisa on the line. Smuda, good evening. Hello. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. You're live on Night Talk. It's Swasiso, actually, not Swasiso. Okay, hello. Apologies for that. How are you, man? Hey, how are you, sir? How are you, sir? Shout out, man. Hey, hey, yeah, brother, man. how's it? Yeah, man, I'm just remembering the days back in 2009 when I would rush to get those banners by things that would work. <laughs> when you see you're outsourcing your, your job, man, and looking at you and look at, looking at the machine that you're using, man, I just want to shout out and say, yo, you, you inspired us. Some of us left our employment after seeing what you were doing. Oh, wow. And doing great things now, you know. Nah. nah, thank you so much, man. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Sure. Thank, thank you so you, much bro. for your calls, Fiso. That's Fiso <laughs> in Tembisa. And that's our time. Where can we find you and the business? Facebook, Twitter, 
our businesses in Temisa, all our details are on our website. It's www.iafbrands.co.za. IAF Brands. And you could get, and you could check me out on social media. My handle is at Bulelani Bala. That's for Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys would like to join us for tea tomorrow in Temisa, 18 November, boop, 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 <laughs> 9 a.m., baby, you could come. It's free. It is free. Where it in is Temisa? Free. Rabasoto Hall. Rabasoto 9.30 a.m. It is free. 9.30. Actual yeah, 9.30, not like 9.30 for we, 10. We, we have to start because the minister is going to disappear at 10. So. Okay. <laughs> well, Lani, thank you so yeah, much. Mama, for... Thank you so much. I'm thank such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us.